so much for joining us today. Another mild day, but it's not moisture-free. Snow is happening in much of the province today. People around Saskatoon complaining that all this is doing is masking that extremely slippery sidewalk or street that's underneath the snow. Uh, drive with care. Parts of the province definitely got that freezing rain, have never really lost that glisten that's on the streets. And now with temperatures uh, hovering, of course, more around the minus 5, minus 6 degree mark, we see that it is very, very slick. And and parts of the province that haven't got snow yet, chances are it's coming. Most of central and south Saskatchewan today is going to be seeing snow. I'm super excited about my guests and excited about this next topic. About a month ago, we talked about sports collectibles, and it took off. People came out of the woodwork talking about it. So today, I recently was just reading a report, comprehensive analytics on basically music trends Luminate Data is who puts this report together, and they talked about the number of CDs is declining every year. In fact, 1.9 million CDs were sold in Canada last year. That actually shocks me that, that, that there's still that many people buying CDs. But records are off the charts when it comes to, especially if you combine new vinyl and used vinyl, uh, they are up again 26% over the year before. Uh, biggest jump of all more music formats. And other than streaming, which of course still is something that's, that's huge and I guess it clearly is not going away. People are all over vinyl records. And that's why my two guests, Darren and Darren, are great to have in here today. I've got Darren McKay and Darren O'Grady from Vinyl Diner Records in Saskatoon, who are my guests today. And I may need you to pull those mics a little bit closer to you. Thank you both for being here today. That's my rookie mistake. Don't have your mics on. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. So, like, vinyl is, this is a renaissance for vinyl. it got to be great if you're in the music business. It is. It's great. You, you guys have had this story, you said, for a while, and it was it was CDs and records, but I'm assuming the CDs is tapering off. Tapering off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the vinyl's definitely taking a forefront yeah. in the format. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I've got Darren McKay and Darren O'Grady. So when I say Darren, I'm going to be making eye contact with one of you, and we'll go <laughs> one spelt with an I, one's with an E. So what is driving this trend? What has What has brought vinyl back to the forefront? Uh, I think it's um, that people are looking for the physical format again, mm-hmm. which is nice. Uh, you buy it, you purchase it, you have it in your hands. Um, they're still streaming, obviously. Streaming's very popular and ease of use. But yeah, just having that physical copy, you'll have that forever. You take care of that record, that's yours. Right. And, you know, I can't help but think, as I, I was kind of prepping for this segment yesterday, True vinyl collectors probably hate this. <laughs> like, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, now you've got kids that are wanting to get the latest, like Taylor Swift's new album, for example, is huge. huge, right? But vinyl collectors who like to go into a shop and sift through some records and get a 99 cent deal here or there, uh, probably this, this resurgence has driven prices up, I'm guessing. Um, are you hearing that from some of your regulars? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we do still have, you know, we still have dollar bins. Um, right. But, you know. So you still can get a dollar we, record. You can still get a dollar record. Uh, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brown. Like, who's in that bin? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, a lot of, um, 
a lot of records that uh, have been previously enjoyed. Right, right. You know? um, so yeah, I, you know the the value is always um, it's the record needs to be in good shape before it's right. worth anything. Right, um, and we don't like to you know we're never going to throw out an old Beatles album that's of course messed up. Yes, uh, of course. Uh, we're chatting today about vinyl records, which is uh, absolutely, uh, to say it's making a resurgence is an understatement. My guest today from Vinyl Diner Records in Saskatoon, Darren O'Grady and Darren McKay are here. So, you know, one, one of the things that people talk about is is just that, the cost of the record. Uh, I think back to when I was buying records, like I feel like I was spending 10 bucks on a record right. uh, back in the day. And now, I mean... You guys would know better, but I, I, I'm somewhere between 30 and 50. Is that probably accurate? That's pretty accurate. What's yeah. driving that? Is it just the demand or is it the actual cost of, of making the record? Well, one of the problems with, well, not problem, but with CD format, you could fit more music right. on, uh, on their albums. So when the resurgence of vinyl came in, uh, you needed to fit that same amount of music, um, on vinyl, which most vinyl nowadays uh, are two LP, so now it's double the cost, right? Of of, of putting them on. Yeah. I actually saw someone online. I was I was uh, watching again, prepping for this segment, and people were complaining about side four etchings, and so I, had, <laughs> I I'm like side four etchings. I don't even know. First of all, a record doesn't have four sides, so basically, my understanding of that is exactly what you're talking about, Darren. There's too much music for one record. It's got to go on to two, but maybe not enough to fill both sides. So they you put bet. some kind of a piece of art on the other side. Is that what you're seeing, Darren? Correct. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It'd be three sides of music and then one etching. Uh, I mean, it's cool. They look nice. Um, I don't think uh, maybe you'd put it on the wall or something, but you still have to play that other side if you're going right. to listen to it. So, right. I mean, it's just something unique to you know fill it rather than just a blank, completely blank side. The uh, blog that I was on, people were, you know, they were envisioning what could potentially go on there. You know, lost tracks, uh, interviews with the, you know, like, why not use that extra side for something else? But so I'm curious to know is I've heard that the more you try and cram on a record, the poor, the, the worse the quality is of the sound. Is that, is that correct? If you try and put too much music on a record, is that correct? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it's not super, super noticeable, I don't think. But yeah, if you can, anytime you compress something, um, it's kind of like speeds as well. Um, this, if it's a 45 RPM record, it's going to be a better sound. Um, big, wider grooves plays faster. Um, same thing though, you'd have to have a pretty good technical ear to notice the difference. Right. For sure. So I'm, I'm curious to know the demographic of your, vi of your vinyl buyers that are coming in because used vinyl right now is killing. Am I right? Like the market is great. People are, are more and more interested in this. I mentioned the other day, my daughter came over. She's 25 years old and she wants to borrow some records so she can listen to them. Right. So, I mean, I'm going through and I'm giving, you know, grand illusion and some of my old <laughs> records to, to my 25 year old to, to listen to. People are buying records record players. So what are the demographics of people that you're seeing coming into Vinyl Diner Records? Well, we have two demographics. You know, you have the newer newer buyers um, coming in. We have the old guys that have been never gotten out of it, collectors. Right. Um, 
you know, obviously the the newer buyers are they're really driving the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Taylor Swift sounds like crazy. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of big artists out there that are right. Yeah. What would you say in terms of of your sales, uh, new versus vintage vinyl? Is it fifty fifty or it's it's probably skewed a little more to the new newer side. Is that right? Hey? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, now the that younger demographic, they're looking if they're buying older used vinyl. It's generally stuff like Fleetwood Mac Rumors or maybe the Beatles, Queen, the bigger old school bands, right? You know, because maybe they remember in their parents' collection, uh, right? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, and they That's want that now, right? So. Good stuff. We're talking vinyl records today. We are going to take a break, but we're doing it for the full hour. And by the way, we are going to open up the phone lines for you as well at one 332 If you have a text, if you have a call, if you have a question that you would like to ask, we've got two experts in here today, Darren O'Grady, Darren McKay, the owners of Vinyl Diner Records. And... Uh, they can answer your question. Maybe you want to know, is that record you've got in your collection worth anything? Maybe you want to sell a record? <laughs> there's there's probably a whole host of things. I've got still a list of questions I want to get into. I want to talk about 45s and 78s and the color of the record. A whole bunch of, of different things. Some of them gimmicks, but some of them maybe make the records collectible. And we'll talk a little bit more about that with Darren. And Darren, vinyl record discussions happening Right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. I actually have this record, by the way. I love this. Who doesn't love the Doobie Brothers? I'm Evan Bray, and thanks so much for listening. We're talking vinyl records today, and uh, my guests from Vinyl Diner Records in uh, Saskatoon, we've got Darren McKay and Darren O'Grady. Thank you very much for uh, being here, fellas. We appreciate it. So I said we were going to take calls after 10.30, and the second I say that, the phone line starts ringing. So I I think we'll take a call. we got Wes on the line here right now. I appreciate uh, we'll go to the phones. And text lines, by the way, are open for you as well. If you have a, a question about records or vinyl, one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Wes, thanks so much for calling in. What's your question? Yes, good morning, uh, gentlemen. Um, I was just wondering. Uh, I had known for some time now that uh, a record, um, a recording is done, uh, of course, analog from the microphone and the uh, amplifiers, whatever, uh, goes onto a switchboard or a control panel, and it is digitized at that point. Now, I'm wondering uh, when uh, vinyl is recorded. Uh, is it digital, uh, analog to digital and back to analog to put it on the, on the album? Because there are purists that will say, uh, analog is the only route to, to go. Are these, are they buying records that are actually digitized in the first place? All right. There you go. Yeah. Good question. What do you say? Darren, Darren O'Grady is going to take <laughs> this one. Um, yeah. So back, everything was analog pretty much pre eighties. Um, they did start using digital files uh, after that, um, and which caused yeah there was there was issues with records and well CDs for that matter right but uh, as far as changing uh, remastering it for vinyl, um, it's not everything. There is a huge digital part, but not all of them 
are digital. Right. They're, they're, you know, there's... Well, you know, what what this question, what Wes's question has done has proven to me, like there is there is a niche group of people that are into the quality of the audio of the music of you're course. listening to. Yes. Right. And that sure. that's what br- records bring us. Yeah. Yeah. Noticeable difference between, for example, if you've got, you know, you're going to have, let's take the best stereo system. If you're playing a record and a CD, you can hear the difference. You bet. You bet. Other than the, uh, and my dad's old records, the scratching that you'd every <laughs> once in a while you'd hear, I realize on, on a good record. And maybe let's talk about that for a second. When people are in the market for used vinyl, other than, music that they like, what should they be looking for? If I come in to your shop, I'm looking for a Doobie Brothers record, uh, and you've got a whole bunch of them there. What, what am I looking for in selecting a record? Generally, we're, you know, when we put out our records, uh, we inspect every single one of them, uh, and they're valued accordingly. Right. Um, if you see a Beatles record out there for $6, there's probably a problem with it. It's right. not going to be, um, it's not going to skip. It's, it'll be loud probably. Right. You know, uh, it's not going to be in very good condition. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, they can pull the record out of the sleeve, uh, you know, come up to the counter if they want and, yeah. and inspect the record. It should look nice and black and shiny or mm-hmm. whatever color it is. You yeah. Know, you should, you can generally visually see. Uh, any imperfections. And do you see people coming into your store, Darren, do you see a lot of people doing that or people come in, look for the record they want, grab it and come up to pay for it? Yeah, some people um, inspect them. Um, Other people, they don't really care. They just want it. Right. Um, So it's, and that's where our dollar bank comes into play. You know, the stuff that's a little underpriced. Hey, you know what? You might be able to get your first Beatles record for a dollar. Right. Like Darren said, it's probably not going to sound amazing. It'll just be noisy, but mm-hmm. it's playable. So. For sure. So w- one of the things, and we talked about, a bit about this off air, when we're talking about records and vinyl, a lot of times people want to talk about a record they have in their collection that they're wondering if it's worth anything, right? And is that something that you get people coming into your store and saying, hey, have a look maybe at one or two records or an entire collection and interested in selling them to you? Yes, all the time. Yeah, uh, happens almost daily. And, uh, yeah, we have a process. Uh, we have an app that we use and uh, to evaluate the collection. And um, generally we'll, you know, make you an offer. Generally right. a very good offer. Good. Yeah. Well, that, that takes us to Lloyd in Prince Albert, who is calling in. And uh, I'm reading what you've got here, Lloyd. I'm going to let you explain it, but this is the first I've heard of this. So what is the record you've got a question about, Lloyd? Yes, good morning. I'm just curious what a value. It's a record album. I'm sure it came out in the mid-70s, put out by the Texaco Gas Company, and there's no uh, singing on it, but just when you play the full-size album, it just I'm talking about customer service, like we'll come to your vehicle, we'll wash your windows, we'll check your oil. And on the cover of the album, it's a gentleman in a Texaco uniform walking up to the driver's side, I'm assuming, asking, you know, fill it up or whatever. I'm just curious. Really? <laughs> so, And there's no music on it, Lloyd? None at all. Do you listen to this record, Lloyd? I haven't recently. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know now what to expect when you go to a Texaco, right? I'm hoping. All right. Well, what do you think, fellas? Have you heard of that before? Not heard of that one, no. <laughs> uh, it's amazing some of the stuff they pressed on records back in the day. Uh, it's, lots of stuff comes into the store. It's like, wow, they actually did that. Um, you, you would have the Rough Riders did that? 
Yeah, there's a Rough Riders. Is that right? Yeah. It, was, it was the offensive line, I think. Oh, it's that's like, right. I remember seeing that. All day, yeah. and yeah, a few of those guys, they yeah. didn't they, they sang a song, didn't they? A, yeah. a whole album. A recording. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I think it's called like 600 Pounds of Sound or something. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So unique. Yeah. But to answer his question, um, we, you know, it's more of a spoken word. Now, there's people that collect that stuff. Um as far as value, not not a whole lot of value. There. Right, not a, probably not. But it's not, unique not, to have. Yeah, unique to have. Not not value maybe to uh, to a record collector or or maybe. I mean, there's probably some online sites you could check. But you have to wonder. There are a lot of people that collect oil and gas memorabilia. So depending on the shape of this record, with if it's got a Texaco logo on it, and he, I think he said uh, Lloyd said from the seventies, there could be some value there to a collector who Most isn't necessarily right. into. You know, music collecting, but but wants to put it in their can and gas and oil collection. You bet. Yeah. So I don't throw it out, Lloyd. Do some checking. I always suggest. I mean, I, I again, and we were talking about this off air. I'm more of a sports memorabilia collector. Uh, I have a ton of records, and we're going to talk a bit about about that coming up. But. Uh, Usually, I'll just go onto a site like eBay, check the sold listings. So if you could find one on there, what did it sell for? Not what people are asking for it. What people are asking, what people are getting, often can be two uh, different things. All right, so the phone lines will remain open right to eleven o'clock. So we've got Darren and Darren, Darren O'Grady, Darren McKay. They are the owners of Vinyl Diner Records in Saskatoon, and we're talking all things vinyl. I want to get into forty fives. Are they? Are they popular? I, I talked about the fact that sometimes records, I remember pulling them out of the sleeve back in the day, and sometimes they'd be really flimsy, and yet sometimes they wouldn't be. We're going to talk about that coming up. Basically, we're talking about record sales in general, and we'll get into turntables as well when we come back. If you have a question, one 332 8255 you can text it in as well. And uh, we would uh, be more than happy to get your question on the air for Darren or Darren. And uh, maybe we can uh, find out that gem that's in your collection, what it's worth. In fact, Jeff from Regina said, could you please ask what would be the Gretzky rookie card of the vinyl record world? I'm Evan Bray, and you're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Good morning. Wednesday morning, the snow is falling. It's a good time to heat up your coffee and talk about your record collection. And that's exactly what we're doing this morning. We're talking about vinyl records. The resurgence of vinyl is uh, not only popular with, uh, I'll say, people in my age bracket. I put that in quotes. Brando, you're younger than me. You, you, but, but I guarantee you, Brando, you've got records. I would be shocked if you didn't have records. But it is catching on now. The kids, as we like to call them, are buying records now as well. And that's why I wanted to bring in my guests. Vinyl Diner Records in Saskatoon. Owners Darren O'Grady and Darren McKay are my guests here today. And we're talking all things vinyl. We're going to get into a few more questions. I'm also going to give you a chance to call in at one 332 8255 I've got Rick and Tim lined up, so don't go away. I'm coming to you in a second. But right before the break, Jeff from Regina texted in and said, could you please ask, what would the Gretzky rookie card of the vinyl record industry be? Have you got an answer on that? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a million out there. Uh, the Probably the one that comes to mind is uh, there's a Beatles album called Yesterday and Today. Um, it came out, um, it's a collection, but um, they had 
a pretty bad cover on it. It's a bunch of um, butchered babies. Butchered babies, I guess, in suitcases. <laughs> it's it's pretty wild. But uh, anyway, I'm not sure if any of those ones actually hit the market. Um, but what they did is they made a new cover and then they they uh, glued it on top of it. So that one's actually got some collectible value. So, so these records are out there they with that picture there. of you know, babies in suitcases and not not good babies in suitcases, right? Correct. So, so they would you say they're putting the like the sticker right over top of it? Yeah, the new album cover they made. They they basically stickered it on top. So there's uh, you can find them. They call them peeled and unpeeled. So people will peel them to have the original cover, okay, right? And then there's the unpeeled ones and. They go for a lot of money, probably both. And there's, you know, depending on the condition of how well you peeled it to is going to affect the price. Yeah. Uh, so that one's really wild, really unique. And what would that, like, so give me an example. What would the value of that, that one, be? good shape, would probably sell for near $10,000. 10 grand. 10 grand. Brando, check your collection. one 332 8255 All right, let's go to Rick in Moose Jaw. Rick, you've got a cool old record here that you've got a question about. What is it? Hi, how are you guys? Good, good. Um, Thanks for calling. So, what it was, or is, might still exist, um, it's a Monty Python um, skit album. It had three sides. One side had one track. The other side had two tracks, and depending on where you started the album, you got a completely different, um, uh, I can't think of it, I guess just a completely different skit. Right. And um, I just, just wondered about it because you guys were talking about LPs, and this friend of mine had it, and I just thought, hey, have you ever heard of this thing? Pretty neat. Have you guys heard of that one before? I haven't heard of that one personally. Yeah. It's very unique, though. Holy smokes. I mean, there's yeah. some big Monty Python collectors out there that would be all over that, I'm oh, guessing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But, um, that, yeah, I don't know. We would basically need to have a look at that album. Right. Uh, look at the Dead Wax. What's look, Dead Wax? Uh, it's the little part right by the label in the middle of the record. Uh, right, right where the music ends. Okay. And there's usually about an inch of space there. Uh, and there's, they call them matrix, matrix numbers. Okay. And in there, it tells you all about the record. Uh, it tells you where it was pressed, uh, what uh, what pressing it is. And, and that basically t- determines the value. Right. Uh, and and you guys have a, like an app or some sort of a online subscription you can use do, yeah. to, to figure out values of things like this. You bet. Yeah. You bet, yeah. So, I mean, no matter what, and, and I'm assuming we'll probably have a few more calls with people with questions about this. We can talk about it online, but typically you're probably going to need to see, physically see the, the record. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a big part of it. Well, thanks, Rick. Appreciate you calling in. one 332 8255 Darren O'Grady, Darren McKay from Vinyl Diner Records here talking about this resurgence, this renaissance of the vinyl industry, and I'm learning new words, side four etchings, dead wax. I'm feeling, I'm proud of the fact that I'm coming out with a whole new vocabulary. Let's go to Tim in Saskatoon. Tim, you've got a couple of unique records here. What What is your question for our guests? Well, these were mistake uh, labeling. Uh, what I have is uh, one that's pretty rare. is a Jimi Hendrix 12 Nudes, but it's a double album, and all four of the sides have the same label. And it's, it's, the record is right, but it's just mislabeled. And then I have a Budgie album, 
And uh, it's labeled as Tammy Wynette, but it's actually budgie oh, music. Yeah. Interesting. So what do, do records like that, misprints, mislabels, do they have any value or collectability? Uh, the older ones, yes. Yeah. Um, anything new, it ends up to being a return. <laughs> yeah, but, um, and good titles too. That's that's kind of the key. You got Budgie and you got Jimi Hendrix. So those uh, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Out there are going to want some some Jimi Hendrix and some Budgie. So um, I, I'd imagine those would be up there. Yeah, for sure. You know, I keep I keep referring to sports card collecting because that's what I know better. But there are errors in sports card collecting, and so often, you know, if you've got the nineteen eighty eighty one Gary Unger card one that is the legit card and then the one that was misspelt and they had to issue a correction on lots of collectors will want to have both of those right they'll want to have the actual one then they'll want to have the 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 one that was wrong the mistake that was made you know but it becomes very personal and really i mean i think that's what we're learning about records is it's very personal right down to not only the type of music that it is but the memories that come with it and what you value in the record someone might want a record that is clean kept and not even put on a record player whereas someone else might value a record that's been played 10,000 times right yeah. It's a very personal thing. one 332 8255 Okay, we're going to go to Sandor in Regina. So the, this is, we are, we are talking to record people. I can tell just by what we've got written here in terms of, of the question. Sandor, I'll let you explain. What have you got and you're looking for potential value? I've got a 19, I think it's about a 1974 Nazareth Loud and Proud unopened in the uh, plastic album and i was just kind of curious as to the worth of that album in today's uh market Mm -hmm. what do you think we're checking the app well um that I'm, it's funny. I'm actually wearing a Nazareth shirt right now. I was just right going to say, yeah, Darren McKay sitting in front of me with a Nazareth shirt on. So I, I love my Nazareth. Um, with Nazareth, they they're a pretty popular band, so they um, they pressed a lot of a, a lot of vinyl. Um, so even a used one doesn't go for too much. Um, but it is sealed. But it is sealed, and that makes a huge difference. Um, you get the right kind of collector, you know. But it probably, you know. You'd probably find somebody very easily pay $100 for that. Right. I, I have the benefit of sitting across from these two Darrens, who, by the way, I don't know if there's such a thing as typical record guys, but you guys are so laid back. I feel like you're typical record guys. <laughs> and Darren O'Grady's eyes, actually, his eyebrows raised a little bit when I heard Sandor say, sealed, unopened. I could see a little bit of a change in your reaction. So there is something to be said for that pristine, you know, mint, unopened record. For sure. Yeah, I'm guessing. one eight. Eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Okay, let's go to Dean now in Regina. What's your question? What record have you got in your collection, Dean? Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, good morning. I have this uh, Beatles Goodbye Abbey Road. Uh, I bought it. I, I would say about 1980, 1981, 1982, and it was a, a special edition. Um, I paid a lot of money for the darn thing. It, uh, because it was produced in a higher quality hydro, or I wish I could tell you I'm at work right now. So, oh, yes. but I was, I was always curious if this thing ever was worth anything. Because I mean, limited edition, they didn't make a lot of them, but it was produced with a higher quality of sound. And I maybe listened to it twice. Oh, very nice. It's sitting in my basement. Just from what you're saying, it probably is valuable. Um, I mean. 
again, we'd have to have a look at it. But uh, yeah, they did some kind of audio file presses of the Beatles by uh, this company called Mobile, bleh, Mobile Fidelity. Uh-huh. Um, and they kind of got started up. I think they just started late. It was late 70s or early 80s. So they kind of did some audio file stuff. And then, you know, you do anything with the Beatles, the value just goes up. For sure. Yeah. I'm sure it would. Well, if they want to come into your store, by the way, we've talked about Vinyl Diner Records. You're on Broadway? Yeah. Yeah. What's your actual location? So it's B628 Broadway Avenue. All right. Just above uh, Outer Limits. Okay. So people can uh, come in if you want to chat with these two Darrens. We love uh, chatting. They love chatting, love to see is you see your records. I'm going to take one more quick break, and then we've still got people on hold. So I've got David, who wants to talk about Zeppelin. I've got Neil, who's got a direct-to-disc recording he wants to ask a question about. And I haven't even looked at the text line, but it is, it is lined up. So we'll try and get a few of those in. We've actually only got one segment left, because at 11 o'clock, we go to Saskatchewan smartest radio listener. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with a couple more questions. We're talking vinyl music and vinyl records right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Well, we're talking vinyl records this morning, and uh, this conversation is going strong. In fact, it clearly shows me an hour is not long enough, which means uh, Darren O'Grady and Darren McKay, my guests, the owners of Vinyl Diner Records, we're going to have to bring you guys back again. Uh, we've only got about five, six minutes here, and I do want to take a couple more calls. So quickly, let's go to David in Regina. Dave, what have you got for us? Hey there. Um, I've got Zeppelin 1, 2, 3, and 4 all in uh, pretty good condition, but they've definitely been played. Right. And so you're basically wondering about value, any value? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, value and how often do they come around. Good stuff. Uh, good question. Yeah, great question. They're getting rarer and rarer. People don't want to get rid of their Led Zeppelin. But, right. uh, you know, in, in decent played condition, they're probably $30, $40 records. Um, in condition, hard to say, maybe $80 if they're... Pretty pristine. Worth hanging on to for sure. Let's go to Neil in Saskatoon. Neil, what have you got for us today? I've got a Sheffield Labs direct-to-disc uh, version of Kiki D's I've Got the Music in Me. <laughs> All on one side. That is a gem right there. Yeah. Kiki D's I Got the Music in Me. What do you think of that one? Oh, that sounds pretty unique. Um, yeah, definitely would have some value. I mean... It's it's all about you know finding the collector right. Like if you are wanting to keep it in your collection, obviously then it's got value to you. But if you're wanting to sell it, then it's about finding a person that you know. Is it the Kiki D part of it? Exactly. Is it the uniqueness of it? Exactly. What is it? And as you guys have both said, usually having that actual album in your hand is what you need to to take a good look at it to understand whether what kind of condition it is in, and then maybe run it through your program to see. Yep. What it's worth. Right. one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. So what about the old seventy eights? Don from Blaine Lake is asking this question and I was talking we talked about forty fives a little bit as well. is there any value there? Not a whole lot. Yeah. Um the old seventy eights, the shellac records, um there's not a lot of players out there anymore. Mm-hmm. And anything any new turntables uh, are not equipped to do that. So Right. Wayne and Cornack just uh, messaged in saying that the Three Groove Monty Python album that we were talking about earlier, he says it came with a matching tie and handkerchief. 
Oh, cool. <laughs> he said, I had the album. I think I still do. And it, yeah, it came with a tie and a, like gimmicky stuff. Do you still see that with, with the new vinyl? Are there gimmicks inside? Are there posters? Anything like that? Yeah. Alice Cooper just schools out. Oh, yeah. Um, came with the panties. And as part of as the record? Part of the record. Yeah. 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 So there's still, there's still gimmicks and collectibles oh, that, sure. that come along with it. What about turntables? Are they, I mean, they, they must be flying off the shelves as well. Uh, and you go anything from kind of those cheaper, I don't know if Crosley's the cheapest, but you know, you can buy them self-contained speaker inside to a high end stereo turntable. Thoughts on, on the values there and, and what people should be looking at? Well, I always say kind of just maybe buy a step up. Um, uh, the thing I usually look for is like uh, the the needle itself. If it's really, really light, it's not going to catch the grooves very well. So you're you're not going to have the best quality sound. So I don't know. I kind of do that with everything. I, if anything I buy, I just usually buy a couple steps up and then you start getting into the better quality. Right. You don't have to go out there and spend 20 grand. But I, I remember when my buddy got a linear tracking turntable and how cool that was that, you know, you didn't have to do anything. You could just program it. Okay. We've only got a couple minutes left. I, I've already committed. We're going to bring you guys back. We'll maybe look in the next month or two, find a time to come back. But before, before we go, you guys both have collections. I'm dying to know what is that? Piece de resistance in your collection, and let's start with uh, Darren O'Grady. Oh man, that's a hard question. I, I listen to everything, um, especially now that I own the store. But um, I have over two thousand albums. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think you know I can always relax uh, listening to some Dire Straits. <laughs> there you go. Never go wrong with Dire Straits. Yeah. What about you, Darren? Well, yeah, I don't have anything like super super valuable. I don't think in my collection. Uh, it's like Darren says, I, I buy them to play them. Um, but I always, I always go back to Thin Lizzy. They're a very underrated band. <laughs> uh, never quite made it huge. And a lot of their B-side songs are just phenomenal. Good stuff. I mentioned earlier, uh, Trooper, Flying Colors was the first album that I bought. And the one that I have is in such bad shape because I carted that thing with me everywhere. The jacket is all ripped up. It's actually, it tells a story. If you look at it now, each little rip or stain, someone spilled something, you know, like it, it tells a story. But that record means a lot to me. If I was going to play it today, I probably have to get a new copy. I'm guessing the one that I have is pretty scratched up, but that's what that's what vinyl music is about. It's the memories, it's the attachment to the music, totally. it's the enjoyment of the music. Uh this has been an outstanding chat. Darren O'Grady and Darren McKay, my guests. I apologize we weren't able to get everyone's texts and calls in. We've got a lot here as well. Um but I, but I do encourage you if you're in Saskatoon you want to stop by Vinyl Diner Records uh, on Broadway Avenue you uh darren and darren would be more than happy to uh, help you out and again we will have more record talk uh coming up in the next month or so thanks again for coming in fellas thanks, thanks so much for having us. us you're listening to 980 cjme and 650 ckom